This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Today's topic is one that I hear from so many moms about. And I have Angela Parrott in studio. She has just released this beautiful Bible, Young Women Love God Greatly Bible. And y'all, we are going to dive into a topic that I feel like it's so needed in this day and age. We're going to talk about how we help teen girls, and also just teenagers in general, grow in their relationship with Jesus and build that strong foundation of an understanding and a relationship with Jesus. And so, Angela, I am just thrilled that you are here to share from your wisdom, from what God has just put in your heart and your passions. And um, I'd love for you to start by just introducing yourself to my audience. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so honored and thankful to, to be here and stuff. Yeah, my name is Angela Parrott, and I'm the founder and director of Love God Greatly, which is an international women's ministry. We write um, and create six to seven Bible studies a year. I have a team of about 60 different translators, and then we translate all of our Bible studies, all of our content uh, now into about 40 languages around the world, and then uh, freely distribute it, empowering women in native languages, um, churches, missionaries, mission organizations, mm. helping them disciple um, and train the next generation. Mm. Wow, 40 languages. <laughs> that is just incredible. And you also have children of your own? I have three girls. So this, for me, this is such a heart project and a dream come true. I'm so honored to be able to just partner with Thomas Nelson when they came to me and said, hey, you know, we'd created a women's study, a Bible study um, uh, in 2020. 
And um, soon after that, they said, you know, we really feel like we need a young women's Bible. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness, I would love to be a part of that and help, um, you know, you know, design and to pick out the features and stuff because I have a 16 year old, a 14 year old and a 10 year old. And Mm. so honestly, working on this project has been a dream come true. Mm. And I'm just curious, as I was thinking of preparing for this podcast, you know, I was telling you I've never done a Bible that we're talking about on a podcast. And I'd love to hear just what is the process behind, like, how does it work? Like, how how did this come to be? Yeah. So I think the thing I love about this Bible is when we really, you know, thought about it and just dreamed about it, I really want um, not only to, you know, help young women fall in love with God's Word, and really um, grow in their relationship with him. But I wanted to also give them um, wonderful head knowledge, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to keep it at just head knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to move it um, into heart knowledge. And so I really feel like our Bible does a beautiful job of not only just, you know, with the scripture and stuff, but giving them, you know, a lot of biblical knowledge, a lot of mm-hmm. church history. And um, obviously we have, you know, Bible reading plans. And and so we have a lot included in our Bible for um, head knowledge, but then we have other, you know, we have testimonies from young women around the world Mm -hmm. talking and sharing about how God is moving in their nation and in their lives Mm -hmm. and taking, you know, a a book of the Bible and saying, hey, this is how this verse or this passage was was relevant in my life. And so I love being able to not only equip them with knowledge, but also equip them to um, help them see God's movement, see how God's moving and um, just fall in love with him. Mm. And I was thinking your perspective of working with so many people around the world, it's probably brings this richness and depth that we might not, we might miss if we didn't, you know, have that. And I was just thinking how that is such a beautiful thing. I feel like as we've traveled to other countries and just seen how their relationship with the Lord and how much they love the Lord and the way that they worship and, you know, how we can learn so much, but also just to see that God is working everywhere. It's a global movement. Yes, it is. And that's so important, especially when we talk about the body of Christ, Mm. right? In Revelation 7, it says that, you know, uh, people of all all tribes and languages will be gathered around his throne. And so when you keep that in mind— you know, God is moving, not just the United States. Praise the Lord, He's moving the United mm. States, but He truly is moving around the world. And I think this next generation, our kids need to know that and see that not only as far as just loving our brothers and sisters in Christ and other countries, but also seeing um, the majesty of our Lord and how big He is. Mm. Um, I know you and I are both friends with Sally Clarkson and stuff, and I remember reading her books when my kids were younger, and she always taught about um, the importance of showing our children the majesty of the Lord mm. and how big He is. And like, she, you know, she talk about, you know, taking to the ocean and, you know, looking at the mountains and just different aspects and helping them understand that God just doesn't, isn't small and fits in this box, mm-hmm. right? That he's actually, you know, all over the world. And I think that's a really important aspect to teach our kids um, as they face their futures. They need a big God for the, mm-hmm. you know, their futures and stuff. I think there are so many teens right now who are really questioning the existence of God um, and also the goodness of God. I I hear from that a lot. Of they they look around and they see what is happening in the world. I think we have such access twenty four seven at our fingertips to everything that's happening globally. And a lot of times the media is really focusing on the bad things and the scary things. And for teens, it can feel 
fearful. It can feel overwhelming and they can have a lot of questions of, you know, how would a good God, if God is who the Bible says he is, allow all of this to happen? And I think as parents, you know, there's, there's hard questions. I'd love for you to just talk about how do you wrestle through that with your girls? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and that's the truth. I mean, and I, my heart breaks for them in this mm-hmm. next generation and what they're being exposed to and the issues that they have to wrestle with is sung at such a young age that you and I really didn't have mm-hmm. to. But that's just the reality in the day and age we live. But what we do is we go back and we show God's faithfulness, right? There's always been hard times. There's always been persecution and a lot going on. And so what you do is you, you go back and you go back to the Bible and you show your, your your kids, you know, the faithfulness of God, mm-hmm. right, through the generations and stuff. You show His faithfulness through all these different stories. And then you show His faithfulness, not even just in the Bible, but in church history in the past. And when you can see that God has been faithful and you see His track record, mm-hmm. then it helps you be brave in the future and be like, okay, like, there have been other hard times. And God's been faithful, and He is with His people. And so that really helps them be faithful in the future. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so when you put together this Bible, what was really your heart behind it? Like who, who are you, who was your ideal teenage girl that you were thinking of as you put this together? Well, obviously with, with me, it was, you know, my own daughters and stuff. Mm -hmm. What as a mom, what did I want included in their Bible? And what I love about it is, you know, as my girls have it and their friends have it, you know, when we, you know, launched the Bible and everything, one of the things I keep hearing is, this is a Bible, you know, just for me, like, it's not like mm. a little kid Bible. It's a young women's Bible and it's beautiful. Um, you know, it's, but it's not like their mom's Bible either. Mm-hmm. And so that's, what's so neat about our Bible is we have these amazing Bible reading plans for every book, of the Bible. We've also included our top, um, topical studies. And so the Bible reading plans are the same between the women's love God greatly Bible and the young women's love God greatly Bible, but all the testimonies, the introductions, um, all the other content is different because we have different audiences. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's really what I love about this Bible is because it's written with young women in mind. The testimonies are from other young women in mind. The devotionals talk about topics and issues that our young women are going through. Mm -hmm. And so I love it because it shows how relevant God's Word is. It takes, you know, passages and scripture and stories and speaks to issues that our girls mm-hmm. are dealing with right now. And so it's not like the Bible can't speak into my in my current situation. Right? Mm-hmm. And so a girl who maybe she hasn't had a lot of exposure to the Bible, could she pick this up and would it, do you feel like she would be able to understand it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason what we have is we have these very simple Bible reading plans. And so if you've never read the Bible that's completely, you know, wonderful and, and okay. And basically every book of the Bible has a Bible reading plan. Um, we do a very simple uh, Bible study method called the SOAP method. And basically what that stands for is um, S stands for scripture. You read a passage of scripture and then you actually write out one or two verses just to kind of make you slow down and really focus on, on those verses more. You write out your observation of what you're observing, who's the audience, who's the author, what's you know, like the main point of that section. Um, and then you write out your, your application. Okay, now that I've read this, how is it, how's God speaking to my heart? How does this apply to my life? And then the last part is prayer, just praying God's word back. Mm-hmm. And it's a very simple, easy, I mean, I, I was, I did this when I was, you know, their age and everything too. Um, it's a very simple, but yet a very effective way to learn to read God's word, 
study God's word, um, but then learn how to apply it. I don't want it. I don't want this next generation to be full of all this knowledge mm-hmm. and not living it out. Mm-hmm. And so the, I feel like that's what we really do a great, good job on um, with this Bible is not only are we equipping this next generation to be able to read God's word on their own and interact and apply, but then you basically have like like this group of friends that mm-hmm. follow you through the Bible. They're sharing their life with you through their testimonies of God's goodness and how He's worked in you know Slovenia or um, you know Hungary or you know Nigeria, um, all these different countries, um, and then also just these testimonies and these uh, devotionals and stuff of just encouraging you know next generation. So you were talking about. The scripture, the SOAP method, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. I hear from a lot of women who say, okay, I can read the Bible, but I don't know how to go beyond that. So do you explain, I'd love for you to just talk about like, how do we get beyond, okay, so we we read the scripture, we can write it out, but then how do we know how to apply it? Yeah. So it depends on just the different passages and stuff. But when you're when you're reading it and and you know you're praying through it, and that's the thing too is we are you know always praying for the Holy Spirit to work and speak into our life. And so as you're reading the passage, you know God speaks to you. His Word is alive and His Word is active. And then also you know we have like I said we have devotionals that go along with with the study. And then also in our own Love God Greatly journals because we have our own Bible studies and our own journals, we have devotionals after every single day. And that helps women, you know, especially if there's some passages that are a little bit harder to understand, uh, that kind of gives them some background information to help them understand it. Um, ideally, we want women to be able to go to God's Word first mm-hmm. and l- learn to listen to Him and, you know, just pray for, you know, for wisdom and for discernment. But we have obviously a lot of content within our Bibles to help women just engage in the scripture, whether it's challenges, whether it's reflection questions. And then another feature that we actually have um, in the Young Women's Bible is we have mentor letters. And those mm. are letters that I've written, really just wisdom that and love that I would pour into my own girls. Mm. I've written those letters in that way, in that manner to this next generation of just as a mom, loving on them, encouraging them, cheering them on, sharing some of my own life experiences that, you know, listen, like life isn't going to be perfect and that's okay. And there's going to be tough times, but you know what? God's going to get you through it. And I think, you know, this next generation needs to hear um, those testimonies. Mm. So I feel like that there's probably a lot of women listening right now who are saying, I want to know how to study God's word, but it just sounds like maybe it comes naturally to Angela and it doesn't come naturally to me. And I open up God's word and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do with that. So was this something that just all your life, you've just kind of known how to study scripture? No, not at all. I mean, it's definitely a, a process and stuff. It's a process. And, and the thing is, too, you know, like I said, you know, God's Word's alive. And that, what that means, basically, is I can read the same passage at a different time in my life, and God speaks something differently to me, right? Mm-hmm. I can hear the same story, and because of my life experience, learn something completely different. And that's what's so amazing. And, and you know, I think the thing, too, with by, with being in God's Word is you have to understand that when you're in God's word, he loves you, mm-hmm. you know? And that was one of the things with our studies is, you know, even with our ministry name, love God greatly. That's our, that's our aim. Everything that we do, we want to help women know, first of all, that God loves them. Mm-hmm. And then as they read God's word, 
you know, there is grace, right? He is longing for you to be in God's word. He loves you. He wants to, he wants you to know how much he loves you and how he, you know, re- has redeemed you. And he goes, you know, he goes after you and he, you see that through the Bible. And so give yourself grace too. Don't feel like, you know, you open it up and you have to know all these things or all these answers or that you, if you have questions, that's wrong. That's not wrong. That's, I mean, I have questions and I have doubts. I wrestle with it all the time. Um, my family and I just recently went through a really tough season of a lot of th- different things happening. And I remember um, my girls just asking me and being like, Mom, like, we love God so much. Like, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, why is all this happening? And, and as a mom, you know, you just have to be honest and be like, you know what? I don't understand why all these things are happening, but I know God is good and I know his character and we're going to trust him in the midst of this. And eventually be on the other side of it and see the purpose of it. Mm. But don't feel like you have to have all the answers. And it's okay if you question. It's okay if you don't understand. Keep going back and reading it and asking, praying. Um, Because that's, I mean, that's what we're called to do. It's a relationship. It's not, you know, you know, just, you know, dictating everything. It's a relationship that you're developing with, you know, with the Lord. So you talked about your girls saying, no, we love the Lord. And um, I think there's a lot of moms who they want to instill that mm-hmm. in their in their girls, in their teens, in their, you know, preteens, their young children. How have you fostered that in your home and in your family? You know, honestly, it's, you know, just imperfect, you know, my relationship, you know, but just living it out. I mean, if I tell my girls it's important for them to be in God's word and reading God's word and they don't see me doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, then there's a little bit of a disconnect. And so for me, I just, I try to, you know, live my life, you know, you know, in front of them as imperfectly as it is when I make mistakes, you know, just coming to them and saying, I'm sorry. You know, they see, you know, when mom struggles with doubt and with fear sometimes and um, really just living my faith out in front of them and really just the motivation of, you know, I love the Lord and I just want to serve him and live my life for him. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to make mistakes sometimes, you guys. And you know what? You're going to make mistakes too. And it's okay. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, you know, God's not going to get angry with you and all of a sudden be like, oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, like work with them anymore or or anything. Um, I think it's really important as a mom um, to have that view of God of grace, Mm. right? I think it's really important when we look out into our lives to have that lens of grace and that God is good and that he, um, he gives grace. And when you embrace that as a mom, then you can also give that to your children. And I think that's one of the most important things when we're teaching our kids about God and we're modeling it for them and, and wanting to be in God's word of helping them understand that when we make mistakes, God's still there and we can go back to him. And it's not like, you know, he's, you know, angry with us or whatever. We can go back and have continue that relationship with him. I think it's really important. So there are so many people that I hear from who say, I want to spend time in God's word. I just feel so busy. Yeah. I feel like that I I set out to, you know, with this great ambition and then life happens. And so what advice practically would you have for people who feel really busy? And I'm thinking I'd love to hear, you know, not only for moms, but then also advice for teens as well. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that it's very different for both of them, but both camps feel very busy. Yes. And I feel really busy too. Like I get that struggle, right? I get that struggle. And so that's really what's great about our soap method is it really just takes 10 to 15, I mean, 15 to 20 minutes um, in the mornings and stuff. And of course, if you have more time, you can spend more time, mm-hmm. but it's a really just simple 
um, yeah, effective, you know, framework of just being in God's word. And it is, I mean, it's for the busy mom. It's for the busy student, not having a ton of time, but really at the same time, really like when you get into God's word, really making it effective, making it practical um, and having it stay with you, especially that the application part, the meditation part of it really staying with you throughout the day. Cause we are all really, really busy, but um, you know, just having that time to setting it aside. And, and one thing I always say too, is if you can have a place in your home, whether it's morning, afternoon or night, you know, to me, it doesn't really matter. Obviously a lot of people like to have in the mornings, but I know when my kids were really little, um, you know, I was up with them a lot at night. And so for me, mornings weren't always, you know, the ideal time. Of course, it changes depending on season and stuff too, and your kids and your kids' activities and everything. But um, just having everything that you need kind of in one spot makes it a lot easier. So if you have your Bible, if you have your journal, if you have your highlighters, um, if you have it all in one spot and you just leave it there each day, then you're not spending extra time running around the house trying to find everything. That's a little added um, help. But I get it. We're all super busy and, and it is hard. But at the same time, um, it's really important and it's really effective. And you you feel the difference mm-hmm. when you've been in God's Word. Because I know for me, like when I have struggled or I've been a, a couple of days where I haven't been able to be in God's Word, it affects me. It affects mm-hmm. me with my fear. Um, it affects me, you know, just with, um, you know, even sometimes, you know, confidence and stuff and just fearing for the future. And so when you get back to God's Word and just get reassurance, that he is with me, that he is for me, that he will never leave me nor forsake me. It just really helps. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the thing that I've noticed, it's kind of like with tithing, you give God the first and kind of for me, starting my day with God's word and prayer. And it's like he expands the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It's like he, we always would talk about when Jesse was in law school and money was really tight. We'd give God the first 10% of our income and then he would take the 90% and somehow make it, you know, work for all of our other expenses. And I feel like a lot of that is, you know, even if I wake up in the morning, I feel like oh, there's a lot going on today. But if just sitting down and spending time in God's word and prayer, it's like it sets this foundation, this tone for the rest of the day that then it's like somehow the pieces fall into place. And it's yes. like put, you know, putting God first and kind of saying in our hearts, you are first in my life and I want to seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Yes. I think that there are a lot of moms who are really burdened for their teens, um, wanting them to have a relationship with Jesus, but feeling like there's their teens feel kind of apathetic or distant from God or not interested. What encouragement do you have for the mom who is, you know, just her heart is struggling because she sees her teenager grappling through things and not looking to the Lord and not having a desire to go to God's word and going to probably not the best places to get advice and influence and all of that. Well, the first thing I'd say is don't give up in prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's like our number one line of defense of just really, really praying over your kids. And I, you know, I feel like sometimes in our Christian communities, I feel like so many times we think that's like the last resort. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, at least I'll pray about it. And it's like, no, like you are a mom warrior and you're going to go in prayer and you're going to fight for that child, for your child that you love so much. And then obviously like showing them love and grace. If you have opportunities to show them, you know, just how God is working in your life as Mm. you're praying, 
you know, ask the Lord, Lord, give me opportunity. Show your, show how you're working in my life so that my children can witness that also. Increase their hunger for you, you know, and just really, you know, fighting for them that way. Asking the Lord, please, Lord, you know, cultivate a love in their hearts for you. And then obviously, like, you know, like, you know, giving them, you know, like beautiful Bibles and, you know, obviously stuff for them to want to desire. Um, but I would definitely say, do not give up in just praying and fighting for your kids. One, one of the prayers I've been praying for my girls for many years is I don't want them to obey the Lord out of obligation. I want mm-hmm. them to live, desire to live a righteous life because they love him. I want mm-hmm. them to be motivated by their love for him. And that's what I try to do myself. And so um, really just praying that, being very specific about our kids and really learning to fight for them. Um, and then, you know, I, I, at the same time, just making your home um, just a safe place for them to come and to talk and to share. There's a lot going on that they just need to just process. And so just really being that safe space place for them. And then honestly, like with my girls, I pray over them at night. And I think it's really important for them to hear your prayers over them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my girls tease me because they're like, okay, mom, like that's pretty, that's long enough, you know, or whatever. But, you know, even in the teasing, they know that their mom loves them and that she's fighting for them. And I think our kids need to know that even if they're not going to say that, they need to know that mom has their back and she is fighting for them. And, um, and then, you know, we're, we're not alone in this parenting journey. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, and it, I know it's so crazy as a mom to fan, fathom this, but he loves our kids even more than we do. And mm-hmm. I can't, I can't comprehend it on this side of heaven, but I know that's a truth. And so when we're partnering with him and praying with him and saying, Lord, like, help me, help me reach this child, increase their love for you. Um, he's going to answer that prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then at the same time, trusting the Lord too, right? Just trusting him. Um, that he's hearing your prayers and that he is working, even if you don't always always see it. We're we're called to live lives um, based on faith and not always based on what we see. And that's so hard. That's so hard for me as a mom. That's hard for me as a ministry leader. But um, that's what how we're called to live our lives. So you said something about making your home a safe place, and I think that that's a real key to us building relationship with our kids. Because if they don't feel safe, if they don't feel like there's that security in relationship there's going to be a wedge and and we're not going to have the opportunity to be able to speak into mm-hmm. our child if there's just a brick wall there. Mm-hmm. So how do you cultivate that safe space so that you can share Jesus and pray over them and you know have these conversations with them and point them to Jesus in the first place? Yeah, I mean it's definitely imperfect in my life and stuff, but just really being intentional, you know, like with three girls and I want my home to be safe for them to come to, to just share their experiences. Um, one thing I always tell my girls is that we're going to speak words of love to each other, mm-hmm. you know? And then if I catch them, you know, like not being kind with their words, you know, saying, Hey, like, we're not going to say that. Cause I want, you know, I want us to be a family that loves each other and supports each other. You're going to go out into the world and it's already hard enough, right? You're already, mm-hmm. you know, getting beat up, whether you're, you know, a young woman or a young man, you know, there's already so many other things that when you come home, I want you to be able to just feel safe. I want you to feel loved. I want you to feel encouraged. And again, I am not perfect at all. Like I make mistakes and I'm grumpy and I've got to ask for forgiveness. And But just modeling that, I think that's really important too, is just modeling it. Um, but at the same time, setting that standard of like, listen, we are going to love each other. We're going to support each other. Um, because out in the world, we get beat up, right? But here at home, I am for you. Mm-hmm. 
and I love you. And, you know, we're going to talk through this. And again, there's, you know, arguments sometimes and we're going to work through that, you know, and I think modeling that for them is so, um, and so important, but just at the same time, understanding that this is going to be a safe place for you Mm -hmm. to come and wrestle and work through things. And, you know, we're here for you as a family. So as we wrap up, I would love to hear there's one thing that every mom who has a heart for the things of God and for her kids to know God, what is the one thing that you would want to tell her? I think that there is grace and that you are not alone in this. Mm. I think so many times we have we live in such a culture that everything has to be perfect, right? You know, our home has to be perfect. Our meals have to be perfect. Our children have to be perfect. The education, like the friends, like everything. And it's too much. Mm. It's too much. And so I think as a mom, just understanding that there is grace and that you have a partner. You are not alone in this. We feel so alone so many times, but you're not alone. And, you know, Jesus is here. He is with us. He is partnering with us. He loves our kids even more than we do. And um, sometimes we have to rest in that. And just rest in that knowledge and that truth that he is with us as we're raising this next generation and realizing that it's not a coincidence that we are here at this time parenting these these kids. Mm-hmm. So he is equipping us. We feel, you know, we look at all the different issues and we're like, oh my goodness, this is like so crazy and so hard. But there have been crazy times, you know, in the in the past. That's what their whole, you know, Bible is about. We we have um in the young women's Bible, we have heroes of the past where we show God's faithfulness through Abraham and through Sarah and through Ruth. But then we also have included heroes of our church history. And it's actually women from different time periods, from different areas of the world to show his his faithfulness. And the whole thing is God was faithful in the Bible through his people, but he continued to be faithful after the Bible was written through mm-hmm. our church history. And he is going to con- continue to be faithful in the future in your life and in your kids' lives. I love that. Makes me think of the hymn, you know, great is your faithfulness. And I feel like looking back and seeing God's faithfulness and just recounting his faithfulness, I think so often we forget. Mm-hmm. I think of the Israelites, how they forgot. They forgot what God had done for them and the power that there is in remembering and how that is something that's reiterated over and over in scripture. It's like, remember what God has done and setting up those markers. He would have you know, them set up a marker to remember what God has done. And so I think in in my life, when I see God do something great, to not forget that and to go back to that and then to have the opportunity to share with my kids. I mm-hmm. So often, you know, some big trial in my life that at the time just felt overwhelming and it felt really difficult and dark. And then five years later, 10 years later, 20 years later, you know, my child is going through something and I can go back to that and I can mm-hmm. tell them about how God was faithful to me mm-hmm. in that season and he's going to be faithful for them. And so I think it's just so important for us, us to not forget the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. And so I love that. And I love how you're bringing that in through scripture and through church history. And then, you know, today for us to live that out and remember that. Um, I know that there are a lot of women listening who would love to dig more into God's word and they would love to hear about how they can connect with you and with um, the studies and things that you're doing. Yeah. So it's just, you can find everything at just lovegodgreatly.com. Our Bibles are on in all the major, you know, bookstores and on Amazon. 
But um, yeah, lovegodgreatly.com, and then it has all of our Bible studies, and it has all of our translations mm-hmm. also to help. So if you know a missionary, you know a church maybe in another country who needs women's Bible studies in their heart language, check us out, because that's our way of just honoring and serving and loving God greatly with our lives mm-hmm. and providing these resources for women to be in God's Word in their heart language. Thank you so much, Angela. I just appreciate what you're doing to make an impact around the world. Just I think of like the ripple effect of your life and how it is impacting, I mean, literally hundreds of thousands of women and families and children and teens and, you know, for generations to come in all these different languages and how God can use someone who just showed up and said, I'm willing you know, use me, God, and perfect, majorly imperfect. <laughs> God isn't looking for perfect people. He's no. just looking for people who will show up and be faithful to what he's called you to. And so thank you for, for living out what it looks like to love God greatly. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Today's episode is sponsored by CodeSpark Academy. CodeSpark is the number one learn-to-code app. It teaches kids the ABCs of coding and basic computer programming skills, all without having to even know how to read. I have looked at this app, and it is so cool, and I really wish that Silas was a little bit younger or (laughs) our younger kids were a little bit older so they could take advantage of it because it is a very highly rated educational app and it has hundreds of activities and games. And it's teaching kids the fundamentals of computer science and introducing them to the world of STEM. And they get to learn how to code. And it teaches the basic problem solving, logical thinking skills, it encourages creativity, it instills persistence and resilience, and it really boosts their confidence. And I think the skills that it's teaching are things that kids are likely going to need in this new world of technology. And plus, the games are so fun to play, they don't even know that they're learning this stuff. So if you want to try out CodeSpark, here's the cool thing. They are offering a completely free month to all of my listeners. You're going to get unlimited coding challenges, new skills every week, hundreds of educational puzzles, unlimited access to their entire creativity suite. CodeSpark Academy is designed for kids ages five to nine years of age. It's great for boys and girls, and they really design the app to increase engagement and to get girls who sometimes aren't as interested in coding really interested in it as well. To get your free 30-day trial, all you need to do is go to CodeSpark.com and use my coupon code MSM30 at checkout. That's going to give you a completely free 30-day trial. So go to CodeSpark.com, use coupon code MSM30, and enjoy your free 30-day trial. Thank you so much to CodeSpark Academy for sponsoring this episode. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit CrystalPain.com. 